Mark writes an account of what Jesus said. And what Jesus says right before he ascends back into heaven, he says, go into all the world and preach the evangelizo to all creation, the gospel, the good news. Bring it to the ends of the earth. Matthew says it this way, go and make disciples. This is a command. For most, it's called the Great Commandment. Welcome to another edition of Rescuing Awe, an outreach ministry of the Movement Church in Oakland with teacher Edward Paws. I'm Mike Trout. Thanks for joining us today. This is a daily visit here on KDIA, and Pastor Edward is uh, going to talk about evangelism for the next several days on the broadcast. If you struggle in this area, sharing your faith, I encourage you to stay tuned. And if you'd like to know more about the church and the outreach they have, go to their website at themovement.us. That's themovement.us. If you've been around church for any length of time, you will not only hear about the Bible, you not only hear about prayer, but you'll hear about this idea of evangelism. And it means to bring good news, to announce glad tidings. Another definition says to be an enthusiastic advocate, an evangelist. Now, we're going to be talking about evangelism as it relates to Christianity, obviously. But I I want us to, to, to maybe get on some common ground. We are all evangelists. We all bring good news, announce glad tidings, are enthusiastic advocates of something. You are an evangelist of something. The place you work, if you're all about the place that you work, you are an evangelist of the place that you work, of the restaurants you love to attend, okay? I am an evangelist, I'll tell you this much of Brown Sugar Kitchen in West Oakland, California, okay? Now, if you've never heard of Brown Sugar Kitchen, uh, you just need to hear about Brown Sugar Kitchen. You just need to know they serve the best chicken and waffles in, in the land, okay? And you might say, well, I've been to Roscoe's. No, don't, no, okay, Roscoe's, whatever. You might say, well, I've been to chicken and waffles down in Jack London Square. That, that's great whatever. You might say, well, I've been to Merritt Bakery in Oakland, and they have some, no, okay. We're evan, like, I evangelize. Uh, It is good news that I bring, and you have a favorite restaurant that you bring glad tidings about. You have a product that you use, ladies, products that you use. Girl, (laughs) don't you say it like that when you get on the phone? Girl, this whatever that I use is awesome. We're all evangelists of of something. You're an evangelist of your kid. Proud parents in the room. Any proud parents in the room? You got the, yeah, sticker on the back of your car. Oh, my kid is the best kid in the world on a roll at whatever elementary school. You love to share glad tidings about your kids all their accomplishments, and so we, we are evangelists, but like I said, today we're talking about Christian evangelism, and now when I Google searched Christian evangelism, 
I, I saw some very inappropriate pictures. I could have put some more shocking pictures. You've seen the signs that people wear around their necks. You've seen the billboards that they place up. And it's, it's these guys, this is what we have in mind. Many people have in mind, it's are you ready? Turn or what? Burn, right? That's really encouraging. Now, nothing against street evangelism. God uses street evangelism. Unfortunately, most of us have had a negative experience with street evangelism. Never forget taking a group of students to downtown San Francisco, right there in Powell Street. And you've got the street evangelism going on with the bullhorn and the signs and Went to school at UC Berkeley. If you've ever been around UC Berkeley's campus, you know there's some street evangelism going on. And we just don't have the greatest feeling about it. You, when you think, man, evangel, I don't want to be that guy with the microphone in the bullhorn. Charday recently got baptized, and she said in her testimony that someone knocked on her door and said, do you know where your soul is going? And we oftentimes come across evangelists. And, and so you think to yourself, not only do I not want to be with the guy with the bullhorn and the microphone, but something about passing out tracks. I think the worst one I ever heard of, Christians are horrible. It's like a, a mock of like a dollar sign or a hundred dollars or something, and then they give it to waiters and waitresses. And it's a track instead. Like, oh, instead of a tip, here's a tip on how you can get into heaven. <laughs> so we don't have the greatest feelings about evangelism, and you might say, Ed, that doesn't even apply to me. I don't have negative feelings about evangelism. But maybe some of the reason why you might struggle around this topic, maybe not see yourself as an evangelist, is because it's common emotion, fear. I think many of us at the root of why we share the good news about Jesus Christ or why we don't, it all comes down to fear. I'm afraid of looking like the guy on the street. I'm afraid that I won't say the right things. I'm afraid that I might mess it up. I'm afraid that my family will turn their backs on me. I'm afraid that I'll be rejected. None of us like to be rejected. And so when you're sharing good news about something, see, the fear I could have in telling you about brown sugar kitchen is you might say, I don't want to try it. I hate chicken and waffles. And I say, no, but, but please, you don't understand. It's not just chicken and waffles. It's brown sugar kitchen. So there's the potential to be rejected, and none of us like rejection. And so there's this common emotion of fear what if I mess it up? What if I push too hard? But the problem with all of this, whether we're afraid, whether we have a negative view of evangelism and sharing the good news, what we need to understand is that Jesus, he actually commands us to do this. So this isn't optional. So as Christians, as people in this room who've called Jesus Lord, this evangelism, sharing the good news, it's not like something, yeah, I can do it if I want to do it. We've actually been commanded to evangelize. So we've got to figure this out. We've been commanded to evangelize. In Mark's version of the Great Commission, 
Jesus' final words on the earth. Mark writes an account of what Jesus said. And what Jesus says right before he ascends back into heaven, he says, go into all the world and preach the evangelizo to all creation, the gospel, the good news. Bring it to the ends of the earth. Matthew says it this way, go and make disciples. This is a command. Now, though we've been commanded to do this, Statistics would say you know, 72% of people who call themselves Christ followers, they know that they're supposed to evangelize. They know that they're supposed to share the good news. But the Barna group, they do Christian research. They found that 52% of Christians have actually shared their faith with someone of a different faith with the intention of them coming to know Christ through what they share, 52%. Now we know that 75% of all statistics aren't true, (laughs) whoever made up that statistic. But out of 2,000 people polled by the Barna group, they found that 52%, and maybe you would say, throw out the statistics. I would just say in this room, ask yourself, when was the last time I, speaking to the Christians, shared my faith with the intent of bringing someone into the faith. When was the last time you did this? When was the last time you you interacted with someone of a different faith and shared your faith with them? Now, I think if we went around, it, it wouldn't be such a great scenario. How do I know this? Because if I wasn't a pastor, I wouldn't have many stories to tell. (gasps) I'm better at this professionally. (laughs) I'm better at this with a mic on. See, I'm actually an introvert, like, in real life. (laughs) Like, I go to the store, I keep my head down the whole time, I buy what I buy, I go home and read a book. (laughs) Like, I'm not the most people person out there. And so I'm not out, just so you know, yeah, pastor of the movement, I'm not out there, Jesus this and Jesus that, come to the movement, like that's not me. So I have grace for you as a single mom, as someone who works 40, 50 hours a week, you've got a real job, you don't get the opportunity to have a big screen whenever you share the gospel. And so I know it can be difficult And so that's why I'm excited about talking about how we evangelize. The tension, actually, the question that we're going to answer over these three weeks is simply, so how can I share the good news? I'm just a regular person. Okay, it's been commanded for Christians to share the good news. How can I do it? Because I don't have a mic. Because I don't know the scriptures inside and out. Because, because... I don't have the tools, I don't have confidence because I am afraid. So how, how can you, normal, regular, old you, how can you share the good news? Some of us may not uh, genuinely know the answer to that question, and others of us already have some preconceived uh, thoughts that 
perhaps need to be tweaked a bit and adjusted. Pastor Edward Paws from the Movement Church in Oakland is going to be back tomorrow at this same time with some answers for us. I hope you'll be back as well as we uh, come to you from the uh, Movement Church uh, meeting on the beautiful campus of Mills College in Oakland, Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. The uh, church is on the web at themovement.us, also on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. That's themovement.us. And they have a way of saying thank you that I think is pretty uh, unique. It's a free resource entitled Discovering Your Story. What does God have in store for you? Your unique purpose that God has prepared you for. This is a, an ebook, and you can download it on that website, themovement.us. That's themovement.us. I'm Mike Trout. Thanks for joining us. Be back tomorrow at this same time as Pastor Edward once again talks about fulfilling the Great Commission. <laughs>